Tables have turned, and being a mom, a business owner, and actually a breadwinner is not an uncommon situation for the modern family. My guest today is Michelle Abraham, who runs a six-figure business managing podcasts for other podcasters like myself. Sit down and have a conversation. How she was able to raise a family. And and become the breadwinner of her family. We talk about some of the things to consider about not having a shame、um, of a woman earning more money than a man, finding that balance between the responsibilities of running a household and taking care of the kids, and a few other things. So please join me on this conversation. You and I know that making smart financial decisions can be challenging, but in twenty first century. Financial freedom is no longer just for the one percent wealthy; it is for you and me. The question is, how do we find time, avoid making painful mistakes, and find the best resources to help us reach our financial goals? Join me on my journey, helping busy families figure out how they can gain financial confidence and clarity, get actionable tips, and learn from the best experts on how to stop trading time for money. It is now the time you started living your best financial life. My name is Anna Sergunina, and welcome to the Money Boss Podcast. Hey, Money Bosses, are you ready to get your financial life in order, once and for all, as soon as possible? Are you tired of living paycheck to paycheck? Do you often lose track of how much money you have to spend? Do you want to get your financial life together, but just don't quite know how? I am with you. I've been there. I've struggled through all of these, and I know you owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself to get better. So why do you continue to struggle? I know you can get your own money in order. It took me years to figure out. It took me years of pain, struggle, frustration, anger. But you don't have to go through all of that. You don't even have to get a financial planning degree, like I did, in order to be successful. Allow me to present to you my Money Flow system, a free playbook of how you can automate your finances, even if you hate budgeting. After you download this free playbook, you will never have to worry about budgeting, and who likes that budgeting thing anyway? You will stop accumulating debt. And create a bulletproof plan of how to quickly pay it off. You will be able to pinpoint exactly what your income and expenses are. You will never have to miss a single bill again, and you will always, always have a solid idea of how much money is in each of your accounts. So head over to money-flowsystem.com to download my free Money Flow Playbook, a blueprint. To streamline your finances in less five or five weeks, guaranteed. Head over to money-flowsystem.com. Hey, money bosses! Annie's here, and welcome back to the Money Boss Podcast. I am excited for our conversation today because the topic that we're going to explore may sound controversial to some of you, but I think it's time that we talked about.、It. And so,、um, being a mom. It's a difficult job. Being a mom who's a breadwinner is probably even more difficult, but it's not impossible. So our guest today,、uh, Michelle Abraham, 
launched over 200 podcasts, manages 55 episodes a week, and is growing a six-figure business while raising a family in an off-the-grid cabin on the lake. She's a firm believer that anyone can have a mega influence from anywhere, but it takes a killer strategy and the right team to achieve all of that. First of all, Michelle, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Anna, for having me. I'm happy to be here. I'm excited. I am all ears to hear about, first of all, your story. And I really love this topic of, of mom, mom's breadwinners because I don't think there's enough conversations happening about this. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. And I didn't, it didn't set out to be the breadwinner. I didn't set out for it to be that way either. So yeah, it's interesting how uh, things change and things happen. So fast, uh, rewind my life a few years. Um, I was a, uh, in the fitness industry and I had a fitness studio and a fitness business. And my husband worked at a, you know, very high, high six figure job and he was commuting all over the place for work. And, um, you know, we started having children and we realized like, you know, one day we were escaping every weekend to come up to our cabin on the lake and we were, you know, talking when they were like, it's funny that we like, you know, live this life that we have to escape from every weekend to go have a nice, peaceful, relaxing family weekend. And it's funny because, you know, we're like, well, why don't we just live in that place that we love so much <laughs> and, you know, and then make it, make it work. Right. And, you know, at the time my husband's job was paying for all of our bills. My fitness business wasn't doing great. Um, and so it wasn't really something that we were thinking that was going to be possible to do because that would mean him, he would have to leave his job. So uh, fast forward a few more years of still thinking about it. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, I got into podcasting and uh, podcasting actually, you know, this, your moms might relate to this, but listening to podcasts actually, I think saved me from going down the route of postpartum depression because I could turn on a show, mm-hmm. listen to it and get inspired and feel motivated. So I put my earbuds in every Monday when my favorite show would drop and I take my son for a walk. And I think it just helped me get back into the game of working and being motivated and inspired. And I'm so grateful for podcasts in that way. And it took my life in a different direction because I started loving podcasts. I started helping people launch theirs. And fast forward to today where we have multi-six-figure um, business. We're well on our way to seven figures. And it's, you know, something that's really exciting for me. And so about five years ago, when the business was just starting to pick up, um, we had a flood in our house. We were still talking about moving to this cabin and uh, we had the flood in our house and the flood made us have to leave the house for about six weeks while we had a new floor and everything and so my husband and I thought well why not you know it gave us a different perspective when we were, had to move out of the house and was like well why not see if well we're halfway moved out now why don't we just try to put our house for sale and see what happens sure enough we did it sold in three days <laughs> and I guess they're like oh okay I guess I guess we do need to make this move so we did we uh, sold everything and we moved to this cabin um, a property that his family's had for about 40 years that we were coming to every weekend so now the summer cabin on the lake that's boat access only became our home <laughs> and five years later we're still here and my business has grown and my husband did have to quit his job for us to move here and now he's picked up some work and he just loves doing the, you know, doing boat mechanics stuff on the lake, but it's my business that's grown and grown so much that we've been able to, uh, he doesn't really have to worry about finding a job and leaving the lake. Yeah. 
it's it's interesting how life sometimes puts you in circumstances where you might not even realize, right? Or you may not even have planned, um, much less, you know, prepare financially. They're like, okay, well, you know, we're going to evolve. And I, I, it's it's interesting how all of it came together for you guys um, over the years. And I think we're going to see more of this now with the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, right? Second year as being in this, and you know, all of this, and, and who knows how, how long, how much longer, right? Maybe it's going to be the here for a while um but but it certainly turned changed the landscape of of what people do how they work where they where they live you don't have to be right and, and i see this so much um i live in the in the big metro area san francisco bay area san francisco is half empty it's sad to see the city because so many people moved out like like yourself you could mm-hmm. be on the lake you could be up there on, in tahoe right um, as long as you're not in, in the fire zone, but, <laughs> you know, enjoying, enjoying, you know, doing things differently, but still yet working. So yeah. it, it's, it's for the good for sure, but it does change the dynamic in the family. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, our whole purpose for moving here was so that we spend more time with our family and, you know, we live in such a small town now, but I've seen so many more people moving up here. Like when we got up here, the kids school had 70 kids in it. So we'd literally take a bus over to the school, over to the school bus. And then the school bus takes them to the school. Now it's over 95 kids at the school. So even the last five years has grown um, quite a bit, but yeah, it does change the dynamics. So the dynamics in our family has changed where we get to spend more time together, which is fantastic. There's less options for activities. So that means like, you know, the kids do swimming and the kids do this because those are the only activities available. Mm-hmm. But that means that we also have, we're not spending all weekend driving around to practices and games and doing things, uh, you know, like we normally would in the city or tons of birthday parties and things like that. You know, it's a little bit more of a slower paced life. And then it's given us an opportunity. It's given my husband an opportunity to have fantastic relationships with our kids because he's the one that's home after school. When they get home, I'm still working a little bit. Um, we, you know, take turns cooking dinner. We have more of a balanced relationship and not necessarily this, the mom that does everything anymore, where my husband's a real partner. It's a real partnership. He has to help and do a lot of things around, especially in the property we live on. He's got to do a lot of things um, to help some help support our family. Yeah. And, and that was actually my, my question too. It's like, so what does it really mean to be the breadwinner? Um, how does, what does that mean for your family? And it may be a different definition for, for someone else. Yeah. It means that we have one major income um, that does most of the supporting of all of the, the bills that we have to pay. And then, you know, the other income is not so much relied on. So it could be someone that does something a little bit less, uh, less urgency, right? So my business takes priority over my husband's. He does have a business himself, but it's, you know, seasonal. So it's around boats mm-hmm. and the lakes that's seasonal. So that means he doesn't have to work as hard in the winter. Um, he, he can do a little bit more stuff around our yard and around our house, whereas my business is busy all year round. <laughs> and so being, being the one that has, is the one that's bringing in more income just means that I need to have more support in the rest of our life. <laughs> I need to have him help out picking up the kids, cooking dinner, grocery shopping, those kind of things. So that it's more balanced. So I can't do everything. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, this is like some of these, I mean, everybody listening understands that these things exist and, and, you know, our culture is such that it's assumed that a woman is the one that's doing all of these things like laundry, cooking, you know, taking care of the kids and, and all of that. So like, that's why we were like having this conversation, like how, how it's changed quite a bit. 
um, and how I think a lot of a lot of men out there and women particularly like right um, have the opportunities because of their skills because of their interests to become the, the, the breadwinners. Why would you, if I had to ask a question, like, why do you think women are successful at it? Um, yeah, well, I think women are good at multitasking, <laughs> and I think they're, they're <laughs> I, I think they can handle it, right? Uh, they can handle being, you know, still doing the mom stuff because you know when kids are young, they come to mom first, right? Like, and that's just that's the way it is. As they mm-hmm. get older, they, they like dad too, but they come to mom for everything. So you're still doing a lot of the mom things, and then also having to run a business, and also having to do so many other things. So I think first of all, before you even try to get into that situation, you need to make sure you have a partner that is willing to you know, work less to be more at home and do more of the family things. And I grew up in a family where actually my parents did the same thing. They both took turns being at home after school with us um, as we were growing up. So I kind of got used to that. So for me, that wasn't unusual, but my husband's family is, you know, German and that's not normal. (laughs) That's not normal. So that took them Uh getting used to that a little bit. And I think it's interesting to see, like, I think you really just have to make sure you have um, a partner who's committed to helping and supporting, you know, and supporting the business, realizing how busy you are running a business, but also how busy it is to run a household and you can't do both. (laughs) You definitely need to work in partnership with each other. Yeah, I think you have a really valid point that there's there's a misunderstanding or misconception that it's it's like it's it's really a full time job to run a household, even though um, I mean there's plenty of articles I've looked into this uh, into this with fi- my financial planning clients because it's it's actually by far the biggest decision a, a woman can make right when she decides like to have babies or you know when they're decide together or when she decides not to work right or opportunity like can I not work because you know, then I can have the time to do all of these things. But then like, what we don't talk enough about, like all of these tasks and activities are, you know, are costing you time and money too, right? So you're either doing it all yourself or you're paying somebody else to do it if you're, if you're going to be the, the breadwinner. So um, I, it, it's, it's interesting conversation because, um, I, you know, I think, couples sitting together to look at this decision, right? Whether, you know, your business takes off or you have an opportunity for your career, right? And you make, you make those choices really come down to what your, what your goals are as a family. And I, I love mm-hmm. the, the goals conversations. I mean, that's my, like the core of what I do with my financial planning mm-hmm. clients, because everything else, like once you identify what your goals are, and I don't know if this is how you and your husbands um, really came to that decision, but there had to be be some common ground right like you guys wanted to be to, to live you know a different life right let's say you, you didn't necessarily knew that it was going to play out with your business or anything like that this is all things that you did to, to make it work but you did have an idea like you had a vision in your head for something different something better right than, than where you were so I, I love to remind everyone that like the goals conversations should not be one thing you like do when you get married never revisit or whatever right (laughs) it is something to come back like literally like what are we still working so hard for right yeah exactly we were passing each other the door like you know like he was coming home I was going to work and like it just didn't I was like is this this oh we shocked up is this the American dream that is supposed to be happening because we did everything that we were supposed to do and it's like, this doesn't feel like a dream. This is not our dream. <laughs> this is somebody else's dream. You know, you got, you went to school, got a job, got married, had kids, got the cars, 
got the house and then what then you don't see each other anymore like (laughs) because you have to pay for it all and it was just not worth it and and one of the things we did when we first sold our house is we bought an rv and because we live across a lake Mm -hmm. we weren't sure our kids were quite young we weren't sure how cold the winter was going to be so we actually drove down through California, Nevada, Arizona. We spent six months in our RV, um, having a, the like a blast as a family. Um, so that was something we always wanted to do, and so we were able to do that because we had let go of the the normal nine to five kind of way of living. And you were talking about the pandemic and how that's changed a lot. And we see, I've seen a lot more people doing that, but I think it's also given us the opportunity. I feel like we were doing what everyone's doing now just a few years ago because we were just a few years ahead of the pandemic we maybe we had our own pandemic that was a flood in our house but we were able to like have a different perspective of like okay is what's really important here in life and what is it that matters and what matters is family and time together and it's you know a non-renewable resource so let's you know do something where we can you know spend more time together and, you know, and, and still have the life that we want. So it's funny because I see the whole world kind of doing this right now too, taking that perspective and evaluating where they are in life. Is this, are they happy? Are they, is this what they want? And and if not, I'm seeing a lot of changes going on, a lot of people changing and a lot of, a lot of shifting in all sorts of different, uh, different directions from houses to careers to <laughs> all sorts of things. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, I, I, you know, it's also like maybe there's somebody listening right now and they're kind of sitting on, on the sidelines, uh, you know, be it a, you know, a woman or a man, but you're trying to, you know, you, ha- you have this idea that maybe you could do something else with your life and maybe you could, you know, your, your, your next idea or your next like, career move could take off, but it's so scary, right? Like mm-hmm. to, to make that decision because what ha- I guess my question for you is like, what, ha- what did you have to give up? Right, because it's not it's not about that, right? When you made the decision, or maybe over time, but even today, right? Not let's not look back too far, but today something had to be given up in your life as a mom, right? And obviously, you know, time with the kids. But yeah, what is it for you? Because that's probably the hardest part for anyone. Is like, how do I agree with that, right? Like, I I want to be a career woman, or maybe have an opportunity to make more money, or a career man, but like at what cost? Yeah. And well, it's interesting because um, I was self-employed, so I didn't get in maternity leave. So in Canada, we get a whole year off paid maternity, mm. but only if you oh, are, wow. <laughs> but only if you're employed, I know in the US, you get six yes. weeks, but only if you're employed. Yeah. Right. So I didn't have the opportunity to take that year off with my kids, which I would have loved to, but instead my husband did, he got to have the year off with the kids. And therefore yeah. I was still able to work on my business while he was still home. And we got used to that, like us both being home and both being with the kids. And, you know, it was really great. We enjoyed it. Like, I feel like it's not fair for one person to be uh, working all the time and not getting to enjoy um, enjoy the kids. And I think there's different seasons, right? There was definitely a season where his he was the breadwinner and his business and his uh, his career carried us through many years and including buying our house. And then, you know, then we switched and he got to take some time off. And, you know, I think it's very much, uh, it's been a, a different seasons. Each season has been a little bit different. So this is the season where my business is doing well. And so we're going to take advantage of that and, 
give him a bit of a break while I can, you know, and he gets, but he's got to help support on the house too. And so I think it's important that I, I really value all the support that he gives me in order to allow me to do what I do in my business, where if it didn't work that way, like if he was sitting on the couch all day while I was busy working, <laughs> wouldn't really pan out. It's not really the, that fair. Right. So, yeah. you know, I think it's a, you know, it's, you've got, you've got to value, you know, value that your partner is giving up their career, right. That he could also be advancing in a career too, but he's choosing to stay closer to home and make less money so that we can, you know, we can live the way we do. So yeah, I think it's really much a give and take kind of conversation and the both partners have got to value each other for the contributions they're making and also realize that it's not traditional right so mm-hmm. you know it, it's, it's not that you know it's not that masculine like you know I provide for my family that's been generational for so many years right now it's changing where I think you you have to you know make sure he's <laughs> valued in other ways uh, for the contribution he's still making to the family. Yeah, exactly. It, it it's also it's almost like is there a shame in in him not working or sh- should he you know with dog particularly like feel shameful because well shouldn't you provide to your family like that's your job as a yeah. you know as a man of the house and and I think that's all kind of going away with the the way the world is today. Yeah, I mean, I definitely having some traditional family members, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> that's definitely been some conversations, but that's not the way it really is anymore. And I like you know, he definitely is providing for our family, but it's in a different way where he's cutting firewood so that we can heat our house and, you know, doing different, different things, right. Than the traditional, uh, going and getting a job. And if he, if he was to go get a job, he would be going like 14 hours a day because of where we live. Right. So we wouldn't really be able to live here. So it was a conversation we had to have as like, what's more important you going in having that career or, you know, or us living here, maybe you making less, but because I can work from anywhere, I could work more. So yeah, it was just, it was a lot of conversations about how this is going to work. And it was a lot of trial and error too. Like, okay, it's not working. I'm doing too much still. I'm like all the grocery shopping and the cooking and this still need some help. And, you know, it's a little bit, it's always, it's always a, it's always a work in progress (laughs) to find that. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure. And, And as your, as your kids are, you know, are older and you have a unique situation where you guys live on the lake, right? There's plenty of families that are more remote space, right? Um, mm-hmm. There's plenty of families who live in, you know, in, in, in spaces where, you know, a lot more amenities and it's it's not as secluded. So yeah, yeah. I if you were to give somebody an advice um, who's kind of contemplating on this, on this next move or becoming the breadwinner, what would you say to them? Like, what's the, what's the thing that you regret you, you did and I wish you could have done it better? Um, one, well, one bit of advice I would give is to, um, uh, you know, not, not, no, yeah, not, not, not let the other person feel shameful for not being the breadwinner. Like there's no competition here. Like you're both feeding the same, you're feeding mm-hmm. the same family. So it doesn't need to be a competition. Um, but if you're thinking about, you know, one person letting go of their career so the other person can, that's amazing. And like, you know, think about that as a partnership or think of it as like, uh, and think of it as a whole family unit decision, right? Not just one person decision. Um, you know, it kind of have goals for your family and goal, like you were mentioning earlier, goals, have a goals for your family um, to, you know, what's next, what's the more important. And we have a podcast that we work with in her family. They 
each get to pick a vacation <laughs> and over oh, the wow. course of the 10 years, each person will, will build, the family will do the vacation and that person chooses, but you know, that was just something that's important to them. So I think it's all about family decisions and being okay with those decisions and being okay with maybe some outside criticism because it is a little bit out of, out of the, what's acceptable to traditionally more so now moving into the future and how things are done. There's lots of data take maternity leave and time off at home because lots of moms are really busy in their careers so that's totally fine totally great and you know what think about your kids and how great it is for your kids to have both both parents around and available like I know lots of people who grew up with their dads at work all the time they never even saw them except for a dinner on their way to bed yeah it's my son is still very little um but we I don't know you tell me you or all your listeners out there maybe your kids are a little older but we have kind of like in this mommy phase, <laughs> which is always mom, is this phase never goes away. That he just like, oh, mommy, everything. Like, we can do these things for you. I'm like, is it time to go to a conference or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. I got my kids used to my husband right from the beginning because I was still, tra- I would travel for three or four days at a time. I'd go away, even when I was nursing, even when I was breastfeeding, even when we were, they were still infants and they got used to him, but they still want mommy, you know, they still want mommy. Mm. But I think as they're getting older now, like I see, I always said to my husband, I'm like, don't be jealous because they want me all the time. I'm like, you're going to be doing cool things like, you know, going on the ATV or dirt biking or chopping firewood or going in boats or things that they're interested in that I'm going to be chopped over soon. So don't worry, your time is coming <laughs> to do all the fun things with them. And it's so true. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. happening. <laughs> It's happening. Yeah. That's what I kept telling my husband. Like, oh, I think it's just a phase. Just hang on. I'm sure there, there will be a time when he doesn't, is not going to want his mommy all the time. So That's I'm right. soaking all of that in. I'm not complaining. This is not complaint from my part. This is what he told, you know, he's like, oh, just mommy all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So enjoy it. <laughs> I know. No, I'm grateful for that. Every, every minute of it. And I, I and as much as um, our family is, is, is different, both of us work. Um, so just, as you were talking about the, you know, this kind of the dynamic about, you know, the, the, the family who has maybe one breadwinner um we you know both of us have businesses and both of us you know bring together collectively you know to the table so like yeah um how would how would that work um if one of us decided you know uh to not to not continue like the career or the business Mm -hmm. um so yeah i I, I appreciate you joining us today um either um how our, our listeners can connect with you yeah, so the best thing to do is come check out some of the shows that we work with. You can find those at amplifyunetwork.com. And Amplify you is spelled A-M-P-L-A-F-Y-O-U, just one Y there. So, uh, it's, so it's amplifyunetwork.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. We'll include that in our show notes. Um, and, and any last minute thoughts before we close? Yeah, life is short. And I learned that from you know, seeing a best friend of mine killed by a train when I was 19. And so like, this is why I do what I do. This is why we've made the decisions is because we've seen firsthand how short life is. And so don't spend years thinking about it and don't spend years, you know, being unhappy with where you're at, you know, be willing to make some changes and, and, and see what works for your family and, and do something that works for everyone and makes you happy. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much, Michelle, for your time today. You're welcome. Thanks, Anna, for having me. Bye, everybody. Hey, Money Boss. Thanks for tuning in today. If this episode did help you, then please be sure to share it with someone else you think will benefit from it too. After all, smart financial decisions are for everyone. 
Uh, so don't be greedy. I hope I can help you even further by sharing with you how thousands of clients I worked with in my career over the last 16 years created their very own successful financial lives on their terms. It's hard for me to do this over an audio, and if you are ready for the next chapter in your life, then be sure to go to MainStreet-Money.com to get your free resource guide to help you begin correcting top six financial mistakes I see people make all the time, such as not having clear financial goals, not having a handle on spending or saving for the future, not knowing how to get rid of all the debts, and of course, not having a clear strategy or plan on how to protect your hard-earned money. Until next time, remember, you are the boss of your money.